wants to jump. 1,000 cars. Sir, you have a 1,000 cars. I don't think I'd attempt to try this stunt. Or we, we, we owe this horsepower to Uncle Sam. <laughs> Too many cars. Car. You know, roses would be... Uh... Like, I put my beer belly on it. Yeah. And you can't immediately tell somebody how many cars you have. You'll really give those uppity yuppies something to think about. Stay on the bar. Don't go yeah. off the bar with your Bronco. 1980 Volvo horns, what's right? Like, me, me. Yeah, the man's coolant. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I thought it'd be small. It's for a small car. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's still an automatic transmission. They're never going to be light. It's definitely going to have to crash. Starting off with Brad buying another car. That's the West. <laughs> Internet. You know, is this a Nigerian oil print? Uh, I also wish you drove a tan Camry. Anyways, anyway, that, that's har- a horrible, very horrible podcast content. Very inside joke. Welcome back to Auto Off Topic. Hello, Brad. Good evening, Andrew. Good evening, everybody. Or good morning, depending on what time it is, when you listen. Good day. Hello, everybody, I should say. Yes. Yeah. Good day. Uh, Have you seen the new Christmas movie with Will Ferrell? No, I haven't watched it. I saw the ad for it. Okay. Well, in that movie, good day is a curse. So don't say good day. Oh, okay. Back in... uh, um, yeah, Scrooge times in what's that 1600s England or 1700s England? I don't know what it was at, but supposedly that, uh, according to that movie, I, I have no historical fact to back this up, but in the movie, they say when they say good day to so good afternoon, you're actually insulting them. Are you a Muppets Christmas Carol fan? 100%. Yeah, me too. It is the superior Christmas Carol, yeah. Anything Muppets is superior than its live action counterpart. Yeah. All right. That's just a All fact. Right. Yeah. It's uh But I mean we grew up in the same era in the same, you know, kind of way. So it doesn't surprise me. I'm 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 admittedly as an adult a huge fan of Muppets still to this day. So no stress. Well it's got Michael Caine in it, so Yeah. Yeah, and then there's the Great Muppet Caper with Charles Grodin, which is another great one, where Miss Piggy and Kermit are like 007 spies. If you haven't seen that one, you have to watch yeah. that one. I mean, you have a son now. You need to introduce him to He's Muppets. He's not super I think, into those because they're a little too adult. A couple more years. Uh, he did like Charlie Brown Christmas because it's just like okay. simple. Yeah, when he, when he loses interest in that one, is when it's time to get him back into Muppets, I think. So, yeah, I, I, I love the Muppets. I watched them all growing up, and I know even my dad always liked the Muppets, so I think we watched them more because of oh, that. But, yeah, I like the Muppets. Yeah, speaking of what Marco loves, and what I really like, and I think you like, the new Gymkhana video. Oh, it's that amazing. came out the day after we recorded last week's episode, so we didn't get to talk about it. Yeah, it, it brings back like earlier Gymkhana energy for sure. Oh, and then I would say the closest thing it reminded me of is like the San Francisco one. Yeah. Because that one blew my mind when it came out and this one here did the same. I still like the one at the French racetrack. That's like three. That was cool, too. Yeah, that was I've been cool kind of going through the back catalog because Marco really enjoys them because they're just like sure. cars doing donuts. So he's just in yeah, it. I mean, what's not to like? And he asked for the, he's like, when does he get to the monster truck? And when does he get to the helicopter part? Sure. Cause can we talk about that monster truck? Cause that was insane. Yeah. I think it's like son of a digger. What, what does a monster truck weigh? I don't think the new tube frame ones, I mean, they weigh a lot, but they're not, we talked about this on the monster truck episode, like the tube frame trucks. That was like four years ago. Yeah, but that's that's <laughs> when they started being able to do all the crazy tricks when they switched to the tube frame stuff. Sure. And to watch them do it, like, it's cool because they did the in-car of him balancing it on the nose because he's like four diverse on the so brakes, ridiculous. on the gas. Oh, they weigh 12,000 pounds. I mean, that's that's not too bad for how big that is. Can you imagine, though, manipulating a machine with that kind of, like, exactness? That kind of, I guess the word is precision yeah. <laughs> with that kind of precision that weighs 12,000 pounds. Like, 
I, I didn't know they could do that stuff. Like he forward flips it, lands on its nose, oh. and then like just you haven't seen any, it. like videos of new stuff. Oh yeah, I guess I, I guess I'm not uh, of the I mean uh, target audience for monster trucks. Yeah, but, but you've got attention. you've got little kids in in the family out there. Take them to a monster truck rally out there. Yeah, it sounds like I'm gonna have because that's you know it's a strange story. But I ended up with one with one of our friends out here. Um, right. But yeah, it's definitely for like kids, but it was cool what they do with them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely for children, but at the same time, like you can appreciate that there's a driver in that vehicle making it do those things that you couldn't do with an RC car. Like it's, it's insane what they do. I, I, I don't, I don't have much, I guess, appreciation for it. Cause I've never seen it live, but, but I saw him jump that thing and land it on its nose and just leave it there. You know, it was, it was quite impressive how he could balance it while, you know, he drifts underneath it. Cause I mean, obviously if he landed on the Subaru as it was drifting behind him, it would have been ugly. Yeah. It's not, so, um, yeah. They're not just like, they don't just do car crushing or trailer pulling anymore. No, no, they're a, uh, they're a whole show. They're, they're, they're basically, I mean, for lack of a better word, like you'd watch like, figure skating like it's that kind of a competition like it's like a dance like i think it's more like pro wrestling actually when you're when you go to an event it's kind of planned out like there's heels and there's like you know there's like a good there's like good trucks and bad trucks so is the racing pre-decided maybe kind of i couldn't huh. really tell i mean you're it's inside of a football stadium it's like two seconds I did see it once a very long time ago. I don't think the trucks were exactly the same. They were, they were tube frame trucks, but they weren't quite as crazy as now. And also when I saw it, I saw it inside the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence, Rhode Island, which is a hockey rink. So the trucks didn't really have room to do anything. Yeah, it's kind of weird when they do them like inside a place like that. Yeah, it was it was kind of a it was super loud and it was over before it began because they literally had the length of like three trucks to play yeah. with. So it was I'd rather see of... it at like a fairground because I want to see them like have some space. Yeah. Well, that's what they used to do when they first came out when we were kids. When you'd have like Bigfoot and Little Barefoot and the Carolina Crusher, you'd see videos of them and they'd have them at like giant fairgrounds and they'd have full quarter mile long tracks. So it made a lot more sense. But I don't know. I, 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 I was just, my mind was blown. By a lot of things in that video. Yeah, the 50-50 rail grind which, was cool. That was cool, but that was something that I'm, has been done because they did that on, what was that Netflix show with the drifting competition? Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, I never watched it. Yep. Oh, you, you should watch that. It's fully entertaining. It's I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. 100% enjoyed it. 100% enjoyed it if it's still being played on Netflix. I don't remember what it's called. Hyperdrive. Yeah. Was the name and then. And they, they had one track where they had to come out of this like uh, little jump and land on a, on, a, on a rail and grind it. It was optional. They didn't have to do it, but they got more points if they did it. Hmm. So that's where that came from. Cool, though. Definitely cool. And the drag race against the El Camino was wild. Like, obviously, the El Camino had zero traction. And if it had traction, it might have been a different story. It was definitely well. Cool. Yeah, I think it just looked cooler to to rip a Bernie like that, and then, but when the video when the video cuts to him turning into that neighborhood, and the El Camino's throwing the shoots, he's moving at that point. Like you yeah. can see it. Yeah, like, no, he he's got up moving. to speed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So crazy. Yep. It made me wonder. Like the El Camino is a full on like big tire drag car. So on a prep surface, it would have been no competition off the line. The El Camino would annihilate that Subaru. Yeah. But I don't know what would happen, you know, half track, three quarter track, if the Subaru would track it down and, and pass it just based on sheer acceleration and gearing and top end, you know, because that, that truck's only designed to go a quarter of a mile. So <laughs> the Subaru can keep going from there. Yeah, but that was what I was talking about with the Electricana that they should have had like block come up to one of the Audis and had one of the Audis start. And then the electric car catch sure. up and pass them. Just show how fast the electric car could accelerate. 
Yeah. Yeah, that would have been good. My theory with that is those are museum pieces yeah. and they're not prepped for any kind of racing at the moment and they require more work than they'd be willing to put in to do a single shot like that for, you know, I already spent a lot of money on that video. They probably were at mm. their at their budget. <laughs> they, they didn't factor in for that, I guess. But no, it was the the what was the name of it? I don't remember what? the name of it. Whatever the new Gymkhana is. Electricana? No, after that, the one with the new one with Travis Pastrana and the Subaru. I think it's just like there's a Florida vacation or something. Gymkhana Florida vacation. It's yeah, not something. It's like Gymkhana. So it's funny because they released two like of not... them. Yeah, well, they released two of them within like the same year because the Electricana just came yeah. out. So was my assumption because Travis Pastrana actually he broke his hips filming that. Yeah. So. Did they get delayed because of that? Is that why it took so long to come out? I, don't I know. think so, because you had the last one he did was 2020. And they didn't do one yeah. over 2021. 20, and they've been parading that Subaru around for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, I've saw, I saw that Subaru in person, actually. Um, it was at SEMA this year. And it was really cool to see it. So, and that was, you know, the Air Slayer was the last one, right? Yeah. That was built to do also climb the mm-hmm. clouds. So I'm hoping to see the Subaru do some actual competition now too. I thought it did the hill climb. So it did the hill climb at yeah. Goodwood. But I think I'd like to see it at like um Bikes Peak or Mount Washington or something like that. Somewhere in the States. Yeah. Um yeah Goodwood seems a little more of like a show than an actual <laughs> race sometimes. Yeah. No that was a Yeah and then you know, we had that big jump in the with the air slayer, which yep. was impressive, and then which looks like nothing now. It's still I rewatched it because I I got Marco into that one too. It's still pretty impressive. Yep. Oh, it's impressive! But when he hits that jump in this one at one hundred and sixty-five miles an hour, yeah, it was like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're doing this now. Oh, and there's a jet. <laughs> My jeez. Yeah, races a jet down that bridge, and then he jumps a helicopter. And the part that nobody talks about is when he literally does what was that that race car movie with John Candy, uh, Speed Zone? Yeah, the skip where they skip the yeah. Lamborghini across the pond. They do that in the Subaru. <laughs> like, yeah, insane. I, I think when he came out of the pond, he hit that edge a lot harder than he was supposed to, because that thing launched hard coming out of the yeah. pond so but yeah what it was it was it's a hundred percent worth the watch again much like monster trucks i don't think that you know us in our you know our age group are the intended audience but man you really you really get me with some good car i mean action. i don't know i kind of argue so, again. i i don't agree with you because the the guys making it are our age true true I guess it's just kind of like it seems a little, I don't know, a little more hyped up than something I'd normally be into. But I just I love it because it's it's cars doing fun stuff that we wish we could have done when we were children or adults. Well, it's just well forever. made. Yeah, they're very well made. I mean, I fully enjoyed the whole behind the scenes Jim kind of thing that they did a few years ago after what Jim kind of ate. So. Yeah, no, it's it's a very impressive video. And the car itself is impressive, too. Like, that's the amount of engineering that goes into a car like that. It's just, it's insane. It's like, also funny that it's, like, low-key a WRX ad. Uh, it's not so low-key in the no, end. No, well, it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, we sell this WRX. Yeah. By the way, watch me jump this brand-new car that you can go buy in a showroom. But please don't jump. Which actually, I was looking for. There was no disclaimer in the bottom when he was jumping that car. I was surprised. But, but what's so I don't know what's so crazy about Subarus, right? They're showing the shifter, and that six-speed knob is the same six-speed shift knob that was in my 05 STI. That's in Stephanie's six-speed Crosstrek. That's in the twenty twenty-two mm-hmm. six-speed WRX. You're like, gee, could they not afford a new shift knob? Or they just, it works. I guess so it's just funny that it it's the same the one for almost 20 years. It's their signature. It's their signature at this point. Yeah. Guys, that's a depressing, that's a depressing thought that your 05 STI is almost 20 years old. Yeah. 
Oof. It's almost eligible for antique plates. Mm-hmm. It is in some states because 19 is the number. I guess 19 is not there yet. It's only 18, but still, it's. I know. I did get a kick out of that line, though, about the SVX. I don't remember what he said. Oh, it's like the future, but in the past. But in the past, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, it's it's fully entertaining. I would 100% suggest you watch it. If you haven't already, if you're under a rock and you haven't seen the latest Gymkhana video, it makes the Electricana one seem real lame now. No, I like the Electricana <laughs> one, too. I, I liked it 100%, but it doesn't have all the same. big watches in this house, Over-the-top ridiculousness. It doesn't have the same over-the-top ridiculousness of this latest one. So, And then I, I think the, I mean, as far as like pure driving, though, the Tale of the Dragon one is like one of the best ones. So that's the new Red Bull one with Scott yeah. Speed, right? I think we talked about we did. that one. That one's, that one's a lot of the same idea. people. It's funny. I know a lot of the people that I follow, a lot of people that film it on Instagram. So now I'm sure. seeing their behind the scenes stuff. A lot of the same people in all the three sure. videos. I mean, yeah. it makes sense because both the Electricana and the new Gymkhana one are both Hoonigan. So it's the same employees. Yeah. And then I'm sure some of them probably contract out for some of the other teams because they know what they're doing because they've been doing it for, I mean, Hoonigan's at least, what, 10 years old now? So it's been going on for a while. Actually, no. When did the first. Jim Connor came out probably. It was like 2008. Close to 20 years ago, right? Okay, it was 08. 08, 07. I'm just trying to remember because it feels like. When did YouTube first become a thing? It's like 07, 08. Okay. God, and it was kind of only like a big deal in like Subaru circles. Yeah. And then when, by like the third one, that's when it started getting really big. Yeah, when he switched to Ford and got more money. Mm-hmm. That's when it got bigger. But, I remember the first one, like drifting through a warehouse and running over light bulbs, and we were like, "Whoa!" And now they've legitimately jump over helicopters. Like, what kind of FIA rules do you have? To, uh, I've done FIA. Um, who's the FAA? FAA. FAA. What kind of FAA rules do you have to like? What palms do you have to grease to get permission to jump a helicopter at a car? I don't know. Like, who who okay's that? <laughs> I think there's a reason it was filmed in Florida. Stephanie was like, so is that <laughs> no other state just out? Happen. Like, because there's no, like, it's clearly a drawbridge, but it was like missing the drawbridge part. Yeah, they probably took it off for the thing. Like, that's how much money they spend on this stuff. They probably legitimately removed the road surface of the bridge to jump it. Like, last time he jumped a boat, and he's like, all right, boat was cool. Now I get to jump a helicopter, turn up. Turn up the risk factor just a little bit more. I mean, the only thing I kind of wished, Mad I don't Mad. know what they would have done, but, I, you know, I thought because it was, it was like a Vermont sports car car. It's inspired by the U.S. ski team car. His things like plaid, like the red, you know, Buffalo check plaid. I was like, man, it would have been really sure. cool if they did one in Vermont. Like kind of I mean, in the winter. Ta- time's not yeah. over yet. <laughs> this this could very well happen. I mean, all of the new clothing that Hoonigan is selling from that video is all Buffalo check plaid. So, you oh, you know what out. it was actually? I think <laughs> I think even before the Gymkhana one was the it was like Stunt Masters on Discovery Channel when he, he Ken Block made that huge jump in the rally car. It was like the longest jump oh, ever yeah, in a car, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yep. one hundred seventy one feet or something. And it's now been blown out of the water. Yeah. It was, right? Oh, yeah, because this, we went over this because it was in, we were talking about it in the old Stuntman episode. It was, like, the record had been around for, like, a long time until Ken Block broke it. And I think, and then, did Pastrana break it again with something else? Now I'm forgetting. There's been so many of these videos over the years. Yeah, Gymkhana 1 was November of 08. And then there was a video of him that actually uh, Disco Steve on the Discord reminded us of. It was very old, where he's racing up the ski slope in the rally car. They yep. threw like the thin... Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was like one of the early, early ones. 
That's all pre-Hoonigan stuff. <clears throat> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, Gymkhana 1 was legitimately 2008, so that's 15 years mm-hmm. ago. Like, how? Doesn't even make sense. They got 15 million views, which at the time was an absurd amount because YouTube was only a year old, you know? Mm-hmm. So crazy. It doesn't seem, it also doesn't seem right to me that both 2008 is 15 years ago, but also that YouTube just started in 08. Yeah. Like, or 07. Like, I feel like it's been around no. forever and it really hasn't. No, <laughs> it's and really a more recent thing. The upload limit at the time was only 10 minutes. You can only okay. do a 10 minute video for a long time, actually. Yeah. Now it's like, no limit. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. And the quality back then, obviously, compared to now, too, like the amount of technology improvements. Well, plus you had just in the past few years, it was like YouTube versus Google Video. Do you remember that? I don't. Yeah. Well, I don't. I remember there's been a couple other ones like Vimeo was around for a little bit. It's, still still around. Around. it's more of the artsy. If you want to do like fancy really stuff. Yeah. Um, and they used to be streetfire.net for car videos. Yeah. And it was like, man, who's going to, who's going to win here? YouTube or Google? And it was like, well, probably Google, but it turned out they just ended sure. up buying YouTube anyways. Yep. Well, it was the same thing when, you know, Blu-ray and HD DVD came out. It's like, who's going to win? Oh, HD DVD has got the name HD DVD. Obviously it's got to win. And then Blu-ray won. So Never, never a sure thing, right? Yep. Well, anyway, yeah, that video is cool. Go watch it. Uh, I've got a little bit of news before we get into your stuff. Fresh okay. off the press, I just saw this. Uh, Gridlife has announced they are going to Lime Rock, going back to Lime Rock, uh, August eighteenth through the twentieth, twenty twenty three. Excellent. So I will clear my calendars. And make sure I'm going going to see that this year. That is the weekend of my kid's birthday. So generally, I am in New England for that weekend. So I uh, don't want to make any promises, but I can probably go to at least one day. And it says Lime Rock Park inked a three-year deal with Grassroots Motorsports, with the, with the Grassroots Motorsports event and lifestyle brand, bringing grid life back to Connecticut circa, Circuit bring grid life back to the Connecticut circuit through 2026. Awesome. It looked like it was a hell of a time and neither of us got to see it because you were actually here mm-hmm. when it happened last year because it was a different time of the year, but it was later, wasn't it? No. I feel like it was. In... Uh, maybe it was like a week later. Okay. It was like the end of August though. Yeah. I'm trying to think of it worked out because i think doesn't matter my kid was here for her birthday last year anyway whatever unimportant yeah no uh, i'm excited hopefully i'll be able to go and if not then uh you can enjoy it so we should probably get some kind of uh, auto off topic group together to go there's enough people in the area yes yes i think um it's something that can be discussed on the discord yeah yes that's a discord discussion so join our Discord, sure. and you can discuss it. Perfect. Which, uh, yeah, but I might as well plug it right now. So if you want to come join our Discord, hit us up on the social media, uh, private messages, and we'll send you the link for it. More and more people every week. And, uh, yeah, there's some fun stuff in there. It's uh, growing a lot. Yeah. Yep. Currently doing our uh, SnapTight model kit. Oh, yeah, love to do that. Um, but you've been teasing a car on here that you've already shared with the discord. So, uh, it's, uh, in your possession now. You want to talk about it? Yeah, I have a car. Yeah. Been a long time since I bought a car. Been, uh, two weeks. I don't know. Three, four weeks. It does seem ridiculous. And I shared it with somebody else not that long ago. And they're like, man, how do you have all the money for all these cars? And I had to be like kind of take a step back and say, all right, I don't have a lot of money. It's just been a weird year 
where there's been a lot of cars moving and changing hands. So it may seem like I've bought a lot of cars this year, but I'm also no longer in possession of my Galant, my Saab, and my Volkswagen. So all three of those cars went away, and all three of those cars brought money in my pocket, which paid for the three cars that have been added. And there was also the Subaru, which I talked about, which I we bought cheap and sold. So technically, there are four cars that are, have, are gone or have come and gone that have turned into these three cars. So first, it was the 944. Then it was the Corolla Wagon. And now it is the car I've been teasing, which I've been super excited about because it's a car, again, that belonged to a friend, a friend of the show, Al. He bought it a few years back, and I have been obsessed with it since he bought it because it's a super nice car. Have you seen it in person, Andrew? Not sure if you've uh, actually seen this one or not. No, I never got to see it in person. No? Okay, well, you'll have to next time you're out here because it's good. So I saw him drive by at my house today. Got it. Oh, really? So it is a 1989 uh, Mercure XR4Ti. So this has long been a bucket list car for me. Um, I wasn't going to buy another car. It really wasn't in the plans. Um, Again, I did have a few cars I sold. So there was room, sort of, and cash, sort of, to make it happen. And, you know, I was talking to him about it, and he knew I wanted the car. Uh, We made a deal that's fair for both of us, and the car was shipped here, got here actually yesterday. So that would be Sunday the 11th. So the car's here now. Uh, It's an 89 Mercor XR4Ti. For those who do not know what a Mercor XR4Ti is, it is sold as a Mercor in the United States. It is built by Ford. In Europe, it's called a Ford Sierra XR4 or XR, maybe just XR. I'll check into that. Where it came with a V6 that dated back to the early uh, early Mercury Capris from the 70s. Ford at the time wanted a European flavored car to kind of compete with 3 Series and the small Mercedes. You know, the sporty sports sedan segment. And they didn't have one here. But they did have this, you know, European hatchback that they figured they could probably sell here. So instead of re-engineering a whole new car, they took the Euro Ford and they brought it over here. Now, the version we get does not come with the V6 because they couldn't make it pass emissions. So they said, well, we have a lightweight kind of Euro style setup here that we already have in our Mercury Capri Turbo and Thunderbird Turbo and Mustang SVO, which is the 2.3 liter four-cylinder turbo, which actually dates also back to the 70s because it's the, essentially it's the Pinto block from the 70s with obviously a lot of upgraded parts from then. So it's a 2.3 liter turbo inline four. Uh, It's, I think, 175 horsepower was the rating, which, you know, in the 80s wasn't, a number to laugh at. That was a pretty good number in the eighties. It was actually faster than a contemporary Camaro or Mustang or Capri. Um, the big difference in the Mirkor version is that it's not intercooled. So unfortunately it suffers a little bit from the Thunderbird or the SVO Mustang, but you can intercool it with slight modifications to the car. They don't require cutting up too much. So it's, pretty reversible and it's a big upgrade so that is definitely on the list for this car to happen uh this particular car is an eighty-six thousand mile eighty-three thousand mile pretty much original except for paint car no rust came out of southern california and then florida and then al had it in massachusetts but in storage so it's never seen weather um it's remarkably clean nice interior front seats have been redone it, it runs out really nice. It sounds really nice. It's uh, actually a lot more rowdy than I thought it would be. I think there's been some work done under hood. I know Al had talked about the fact that the head was ported and polished. And I know that it's been recently gone through. I'm not sure if there's a bigger cam in it because it certainly sounds like there's a bigger cam in it. And 
The only issue I'm having with the car is it uh, seems to run out of fuel under a heavy load, like at higher boost. So I need to figure out that because it's real quick until it runs out of fuel. So I am. It's a very cool car. It's been on my list for a, a very long time. Um, and uh, the opportunity arose and I couldn't say no again. Did I need it? Absolutely not. Do I need any of my garbage? Absolutely not. But this one's cool. <laughs> so I'll take it. And I know, Andrew, that uh, you will probably harass me for your buying yet another car. But at the end of the day, I don't know. Who's it hurting, right? Just my just my yard space. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Do you know what mere core means, Andrew? Uh, a way for Americans to mispronounce Mercury and get confused. So... So Ford executives didn't think that Mercury had the buyer base to support a European style sports mm-hmm. sedan. So they disguised it as a Mercur, which is just German for the word Mercury. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So the cars are built by Carmen in Germany, the same company that does like, you know, Carmen Gias and Volkswagen convertibles and that kind of stuff. They were already built by Ford. I was over at my parents' so. house, and my mom was like, oh, I saw Brad's new car over there. Probably the nicest car I've ever okay. seen him have. That's that's a that's a good statement. That's a good statement. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be mad. Um, I have had a couple of Starions or Conquest that were equally as nice back in the day. I think my Talon was pretty nice when it was new, when I had it new anyway. But yeah, I definitely have a reputation of having some, uh, yep, some garbage. <laughs> so the car was in Massachusetts and it did get dropped off at my parents' house. And then my father brought it up to meet the, the hauler. So that's also something I can talk about. I, uh, <laughs> through my employer, we have a deal with a, a shipping company and they have a questionable name. Now, would you trust a company called shipyourcarnow.com? Uh, that sounds like you you bought a bunch of .com names 15, 20 years ago. Well, it always bothers me <clears throat> when a company's name ends in .com. Yeah. Like, does that mean your website is shipyourcarnow.com.com? Or is... Uh, anyway. So, we had this deal with them. And I was like, all right, well... I work here. We suggest this company for our customers. I'm going to go ahead and give them a try because I might as well. I don't know if I talked about this or not. I don't think I did. So I went on their webpage and it was during the you meeting. You went on shipyourcar.com? I did. I went on uh, shipyourcarnow.com.com and it was during the time where they were actually having their introductory meeting with the sales staff at work. So I was like, whatever, I, I happen to be needing a car shipped. I'll give, them a, I'll give them a go. So I put the quote in, told them what the car was. Strike number one was they didn't have Mercure in there. Oh, they didn't have some super obscure car that Brad owns. Okay. I would right. not knock so, it against them. Well, I wouldn't knock it against them, but my normal shipping company did. Does your normal shipping company have an NSU listed? Yes. I don't think so. 100%. I don't know about this. So anyway, so that was strike number one. Strike number two came with the price because I got back the auto quote online and it was like, uh, this haul will be $2,900. And I was like, whoa, for an open carrier, that is an absurd amount of money right now because I had already been quoted like 1300 from two other companies. So I was like, well, that's not going to work. And I canceled the quote. Now, this was during their introductory meeting. And the lady who was doing the meeting was like, oh, we actually just got a quote from somebody through your site already. And, you know, the people sitting next to me laughed because they knew it was me. And I put it in there as an 89 Mercury. Because that's the closest I come up with, right? So she's going back and forth with it. And they're like, no, no, that's our employee. She's like, oh, but he really needs a car shipped? And I'm like, yeah, he legitimately needs a car ship, so he figured he'd try you, but he already said that your guy's too expensive. And she goes, well, let me have somebody call him. And I was like, no, honestly, don't even bother. I'm not doing it. So the guy calls, 
and he goes, well, our automated rates, you know, sometimes can be high. Where were you hoping to have it done at? And I was like, where can you do it? <laughs> and they come back at like 1700 I said, no, I'm going to pass. So eventually they got down to $1,400, which is pretty close to like the 1325 or 1350 I had been already, you know, quoted. And I was like, all right, it's close enough. I'll, uh, I'll give them a try. So I said, all right, sure, ship the car. So I don't hear back from anybody. Don't hear back from anybody. Finally hear from somebody. Like, all right, we're going to pick it up on Thursday. So I'm like, all right. So I call my father because he's the one who's going to help me out because the car's at his house. Yeah, he works on Thursdays. He can't help me out. He says, I can do it on Friday or Saturday, but I can't do it Thursday. So now I call the company back and I go, all right, well, I can't have the car picked up on Thursday because you can't pick it up at my parents' house because you can't get a big 18-wheeler down their street because there's too many trees, it's too narrow, there's no way to turn around, it's a dead end. So like, all right, well, we'll figure it out. They call me back and they say, oh, we didn't want to do it on Thursday anyway. We wanted to do it on Friday or Saturday. I'm like, okay, sure. So fast forward to Friday. I get a call from my father. Hey, the shipper contacted me. He's going to pick the car up. We're going to meet him up at the parking lot on on Highland Ave there in Salem at the uh, Target parking lot. Excellent. So we get there. It's supposed to be on an 18-wheeler. It's a three-car gooseneck behind like a Ram 3500. So now I'm annoyed because I'm not expecting this truck. Also, this truck could have come on a Thursday and could have gone down our parents' street because it's just a truck and a trailer. It's not an 18-wheeler. Anyway, now I'm annoyed. I'm like, all right, my car's got to go all the way across country on this three-car hauler with some guy with a pickup truck. Like, I don't trust that. And I'm paying the rate of the 18-wheeler. Why am I getting this this service? So then it turns out it's just going to a shipping hub in Springfield, Massachusetts. So now I'm even more irritated because I don't like vehicles being loaded and offloaded multiple times. Because every time you move a car, you have a chance of damaging it. And that doesn't sit well with me, and I don't like that. So I try to call them. No answer. Can't find out where the car is. Don't know where the car is. Fast forward to Tuesday. I still don't know where my car is. Now it's been gone since Friday. I don't know when it's being picked up from Springfield. I don't know that it's in Springfield. I have no idea where it is. Get a call. Don't get a call. Excuse me. I'm telling them at work. So one of the people in management at work says, oh, I have a direct line to the manager there. Let me find out what's happening because this is obviously unacceptable. If you can't handle an employee car, you certainly can't handle our customers' cars. So they get in touch with them and they say, oh, your car's in Albany. I'm like, okay, so it's Tuesday. You'll have it by Thursday. I'm like, uh. Yeah, it's possible. I don't, it's I don't a lot of driving. Think that's, don't think that's going to happen because... If it's a single driver with DOT numbers, he's only allowed like 10 hours a day to drive. Yeah. There's no way he's going to get from Albany to Phoenix, you know, with possible other cars to unload in, you know, two days. It's not going to happen. So as for the next day, I still haven't heard anything. I call back again. I'm like, hey, what's going on with the car? Oh, it's in Buffalo. Okay. So now it's Wednesday and my car's in Buffalo. Like, what's going on? They're like, well, the truck's broken. Okay, was anybody going to tell us? Like, there's what, eight, nine cars on a hauler? Like, it's not that hard to call the customers and be like, hey, truck broke down. Here's the plan of action. Because that's what you expect to know. Like, I mean, sure, I have an XR4TI on there. It's not the world's most valuable car, but I just paid money for it. I don't want it just out in the ether and no idea where it is. Well, they're fixing the truck. They're either going to have the truck fixed by tomorrow. It'll be on the road. It'll still be there before the weekend. Mm, no. Um, or they'll bring a second truck up and they'll switch everything over to the second truck. Do you know how big the country is? Right. You know, it's Phoenix so now, in I'm like, Arizona, right? Yeah, Exactly. Like, it's the complete opposite side of the country. And they're not even close from leaving Boston. Like, they went up north 
west. Like that's not the direct route. Going to Buffalo first is not how you get here fast. Uh, so. Yeah, it is. Because you go out the pike. Mm. Yeah, you go by Buffalo. Yeah, I guess. That's the way I went. I just think I you go down yeah, through Columbus. That is the fast way. The southern route. Yeah. All right. I'll let that part slide. Anyway, they're in Buffalo. Truck's transmission is bad. So they have to get a second truck. Now, this is on Thursday. We'll have the car on Saturday. No, I, I won't. It's, there's no way. Like, stop overpromising. Get a realistic date when I'll have the car. Maybe by Sunday, but probably not. Make it happen, please. So anyway, they finally get the car back on the road. And then they had uh, two drivers so they could go straight through without stopping as much. So they can go, you know, 20 hours of driving in a day. So they did that and they came straight through and they were here just before dark on Sunday. Hmm. So barely made it by Sunday. Almost would have been today. But nonetheless, they did get it here. But the complete and total lack of communication and the lack of, you know, telling you what was happening and the bait and switch of being an 18 wheeler and then being, you know, it's a three car haul or going to a shipping port. Like it just, I would not recommend using so then what showed up. <laughs> we'll put it that way. It showed up on the full 18 wheeler. Well, I knew it was going to be once it got transferred over and that's the truck that broke. It was a full Kenworth full of, you know, nine, nine cars. So it was an entire truck full of cars with mass plates. It was interesting. I don't know if, that many people moved here or that many people have, you know, uh, winter homes here, maybe all the snowbirds, mm. but there was a bunch of normal cars and then my car and then a brand new Raptor on the truck. Mm. So, which I guess if I lived in mass, I'd probably ship my Raptor to Phoenix too. Cause you can't really use it in mass. There's plenty of land here for that. Anyway, cars here. Um, ship your car now.com doesn't obviously run trucks. Their broker. So the guy who was driving the truck, I don't blame him. He was pretty good. He was nice. They took care of me when the car was here. You know, I was happy with them. But I could have had the same trucking company through a different broker. And, you know, I've had real good luck using the broker called Montaway. And I've had good luck with the people at uh, Run Buggy because they both have much better much better communication and run buggy actually does um, like live tracking software. So you can log in and see where your vehicle is at any given time. I, think I used Monteway for the Montero. That's it. I think that's yeah. Who, yeah. Monteway is. Yeah. Monteway is, I mean, I've shipped what five or six cars with them over the time and I've uh, never had an issue. Like it's always been professional and exactly as stated. And if there was ever any kind of issue at all, like they immediately call out and tell you like, Hey, this is what's happening. It's going to be a one day delay. This is why. And again, I don't care if it's going to be a delay. Like I've driven across country a lot. I know stuff happens. You know what I mean? Like it's not the end of the world, but just keep you informed. I mean, you pay a lot of money. I paid $1,400 to have this thing shipped across country. That's not free. You know, I, I paid $1,400 for a service ahead of time. I would like to have a little bit more communication from that company. Cause again, there's what, eight, nine cars in the truck. That's an hour to an hour and a half tops of phone calls just to keep your customers happy. Mm. And then maybe I'd use you again, but now I'm never going to use you again. And I'm going to talk about it here and I'm going to tell everybody at work and everybody at work won't suggest them as our partner anymore and we'll move on to a different company. So I don't know. It rubbed me the wrong way. Ultimately though, the car's here. Car's good. I'm very happy with it. I, I can't wait for your next visit so you can come out and check it out and drive it. Um, it's it's a good car. I don't have a ton of impressions yet. I only drove it. Basically ran some errands tonight and it took it to Walmart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> took it on a little bit of a back road drive on the way back. And that was about it. So it's, uh, it's, it's very quick off the line. It's got pretty good low end for a turbo car. Doesn't have a ton, ton of lag. The turbo makes all kinds of cool noises. It's a three-inch exhaust, I think, from the downpipe back. Uh, it currently does not have a cat, I don't think, but it will need one because it smells bad. So I'll probably put a cat in it, and I'll probably put a different muffler and exhaust tip on it because it's not my style. 
Uh, it does have a set of uh, knockoff faux BBS wheels. They look like if they were BBS, they'd probably be a BBS RS Evo, I think they call it, is their large size RSs. So they're that style, but the style in the car would look cool if they were 16 inch or 15 inch, not 18 inch. They're too big for the car. Uh, fortunately, it did come with the OEM wheels, which are also a BBS style, but in 15 inch. So I can swap those back on for now. I think the ultimate plan is a set of uh, Compomotive TH16s because they're the perfect era correct rally look while still being small enough to have some sidewall. Uh, the other plans for the car are I bought a Momo Prototipo for the car and I'm going to put on a uh, shift knob that's one of those like white Delrin style ones, like a rally style shift knob because the interior is all black. And I think that the Momo Prototipo with the brushed aluminum face and that shift knob was kind of like break up that sea of black a little bit. The bumpers will probably get painted at some point because they were painted and the shade is off a bit. So I'd rather have it be a little more matchy-matchy. And other than that, figure out the fuel cut and just drive the car. So it's it's pretty good. It's pretty complete. It's not a project car. It's well-maintained. It's got history. It's got records. There's It already has the... RS 500 style headlights, the Euro headlights, which are glass lenses versus the plastic American ones that are all faded and pitted and yellowed. So that's a cool upgrade that's already in the car. It has a set of RS 500 hood vents to install, like the legit style from the Cosworth cars. So I'll put those in. Um, it's got a couple of minor things, but it's got a radio. It's got all new speakers. The radio is not my favorite looking radio, but it's there. So I'll leave it for now. And the speakers sound good, so that's, that's fine. Nothing fancy. They're all in the factory locations. AC blows real cold. I'll just do little things here and there and enjoy the car and until it's my time to move it on. But I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited about it because it's cool. <laughs> it's a good car. I posted it on my Instagram page, and I'll post it on the Auto Off Topic page as well before, before the week is through. So um, I'm quite into it. It's uh, a little different. You know, the last two nice cars I bought haven't been Japanese, which is weird, right? Yeah. Both, both German. and this. Yeah, technically both German. Well, right now, I have three red German coupes, which I think is weird. Because I have the Eclipse is a German market car, and it's a red coupe. The 944 is a red coupe, and this is a red coupe. So Yeah, it's a lot of red cars. It's a lot of red cars. A lot of red cars, and I sold my red Jetta, and the red Saab is gone. It's burgundy red, it's still red, right? I was thinking about that earlier today. Is there any car color that you've had multiple of? Uh, I guess kind of the Civic and the WRX were close in color, yeah. And I guess maybe the Talon and the Montero, yeah, both kind of a champagneish color, mm-hmm. so. But I was thinking of my history. So I currently have three red coupes. I had a red Mirage. In the oh, past. I've had multiple silver cars. Okay. I had a red Mirage in the past. I had two red Conquests in the past. I had kind of a burgundy red Cutlass. I had a red Dodge Raider. I had a red S10 Blazer. Um, I had two red Audi 4000s. So I've had like 11 red cars. Oh, I had the red Volkswagen. That's 12. You know, the red, the Saab. Um, I had that El Camino that was red and silver two-tone. So there's been, red has been probably the most populous of cars in my life. And I don't even love red cars. It just, it's kind of happened. So not sure how or why, but I've had a lot of red cars. Not on purpose. The survivor cars all seem to be red, I guess. But anyway, so that's my uh, my new car story. I'm excited. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's all we got. Good stuff. Because it's been quiet here. Yeah. We're in the doldrums for me. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm actually off this week. 
This is we're recording this Monday night. I did all kinds of stuff for that car today because that was new. So I registered it, cleaned it, cleaned the glass, cleaned the interior, cleaned the exterior, took a bunch of pictures of it. Uh, so that was today's project. I have projects scheduled for each day this week that I'm off because I'm not going anywhere. I'm doing a, a from home vacation. So uh, hold on to your butts. Next episode is going to be all project car updates. All right, cool. Yeah, should be a good one. I'm uh, excited for this week. All right, follow the podcast on Off Topic Podcasts on Instagram, on Off Topic on, yeah, I lost my place, on Off Topic Podcasts on Facebook, on Off Topic on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, Race and Anger. Brad, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram at TSISS350. You can follow our other page on Instagram, which is Scale Autocast. I'm actually prepping something pretty neat for that page uh, leading into Christmas. I'm going to do a uh, 12 days of Christmas cars. Okay. I have a ton, I realized, by going through ornament boxes of cars that have Christmas themes on them that I've gotten over the years. So we're going to do a 12 days of Christmas cars, uh, the 12 days or 11 days leading up to Christmas and then Christmas Day. So some of them will be Hallmark ornaments, which are pretty nice from the past. Some of them will be Hot Wheels cars. There's a Tomica car. There's the M2 truck, which I think I've featured before. So we'll, uh, haven't featured it since Scale Autocast is a thing. So I've been uh, taking some pictures and prepping that out for that week upcoming. Cool. Starts pretty soon, actually. Doesn't that start tomorrow? 12 days of Christmas? Yeah, tomorrow's the 13th, right? 25th, 13 plus 12 is 25. Yeah. No, 14. 13. 13. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yep. yep. I can math. This is where our automotive podcast, not a math podcast, folks. So, and keep your eye on the old Vine pages because we're doing kind of a bit of a soft launch also this week. Uh, again, I'm off work this week, so it's going to be a busy week. And I'm. Gonna relaunch some of that stuff with actually a certain Q45 that you're all aware of. So share that everywhere and let's get that car moved. Yeah, unfortunately it snowed and they salted everything. So uh, if it rains again, which doesn't seem like it's gonna snow again, but we got you a little bit of weather talk right here at the end. I'm gonna take some updated pictures of it when I get a chance. Sure. And no stress because nobody's seen it on the Vine page with those pictures just from the old auction ads and we'll feature, we'll feature different ones. So we'll make it seem as fresh as possible, but it's going up there. All right, so. cool. So as always, keep your eyes analog and aim for the roses. <laughs> <laughs>